You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me, as always, is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, Shana Tova, happy birthday. How's it going? You keep saying happy birthday. You missed my birthday. No, your birthday was last week. It was after our last podcast. It was It was on Thursday. Yeah, and we, we haven't recorded a podcast since then. I got a happy birthday email from you on Sunday. Well, because I wasn't going to say it before your birthday. You, you, you can't message me on Thursday and be like, hey, happy birthday. In the text group, <laughs> say, hey. It was a very busy day on Thursday. I'm not. I'm not offended, but it's just weird to give me a three days later happy birthday. I wasn't yeah, like, yeah. oh my gosh, Chester didn't say happy birthday. But then when you emailed me on Sunday, I was like, well, by the, I think the day later you could do like belated birthday. Different well, time the day zone. later was Shabbos. Whatever, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah, no, it doesn't matter to you. All right. Well, how was your birthday? How was your Rosh Hashanah? Now you owe me two presents. All right. My Rosh Hashanah was good. I go to like a 5:55 service. So my wife can go, you know, so I can take the kids and my wife doesn't have to like watch yelling kids during hers. Every single guy does the exact same thing where I live. Wakes up at 5.55 in the morning on Rosh Hashanah? Every, yeah. First, yeah. Every, literally our whole neighborhood. That's a bad idea. It's, it's good because you get, a, you, get, I, you get a nap later in the day because no one can get mad at you. I mean, the other guys don't, but me who does whatever he wants does. Yeah. Uh, like you could get out of anything. Uh, I go to a service that starts at nine and I, I still get a nap, but yeah. How long are, are you? So yours are like five hours. Are they nine to two, nine to one? No, nine to like twelve forty-five, twelve thirty, something like that. That's not bad. But yeah, it's much. It's much faster in Israel than America usually. What? That's not bad. Uh, and what? What's? Are you like a con? Are you like busy? Are you reading books? Are you talking? What's your ordeal during a long prayer service? The first day I was doing CSS, so I, I wasn't actually in there for that much. What's CSS? So like security. Security. Yeah, you guys can't pay a security person uh, one day. Uh, don't a year. get me started. Anyway, yeah. And then the second day, I mean, I- I'll bring a book on Yom Kippur because Yom Kippur has you know a lot more slow parts. Like, there's not that many slow parts on Rosh Hashanah. Like, the service isn't that long, and it's pretty. It moves pretty quickly for the most part. Uh yeah, no, it's it, you know what, there's two inside baseball, but it's when you get yeah. older, you realize this is this is Rosh Hashanah is shorter and Simchas Torah is much longer. Anyway, yeah. this, this is we're losing everyone who doesn't. Um, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about baseball. Sure. Um, uh, so your twins yes. are going up against uh, their ultimate. I, I hate to say rival, but the the uh, you know your Charlie Brown around. and they're losing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, but now you enter, and you've entered in good spirits before. Uh, but now you enter as the home run hittingest team of all time. 
Yeah, by okay. one over the Yankees. <laughs> yeah, against the team who, who that... didn't have Stanton and Judge for much of the yeah, season. Yes, so didn't have the two best uh, power hitters in baseball. Two of the three. Yeah. They all reside in New York. Um, yeah. And uh, but they're also missing a player, one of their one of the most important pitchers. So their rotation is definitely suspect. Well, neither team has a rotation in this yeah. series. There's going to be a bullpen game in Game Three for both teams. Yeah, I mean Odorizzi really co- collapsed down the stretch. Um, yeah, it's going to no, be a bullpen series. Odorizzi didn't collapse down the stretch. Uh, Jose Barrios did. Bar- Barrios did. No, or, or, the yeah. truth is Odorizzi had a bad August, I think. He bounced back the last couple of starts. Well, I mean, his ERA was under two in, in April and May, and that was never going to survive. Right. Yeah. He, he, was, he, was, he was worse in, like, July and August, and then he sort of settled down. So how yeah. – I mean, I, I, I think we both realize that, you know, what happened in 2000 and whatever has no bearing on this series. You know, yeah, I mean, not, it does for the fans, obviously, yeah, and for the, the psyche I don't, of the fans the players on both were sides. Like barely but yeah, none of the players, of uh, yeah, none of the players were involved. None of them care. I mean, two years ago, some of them were involved in the in the one game wild card, but that was a hundred win Yankees team against an eighty seven win Twins team that you know had lost. No, a lot. I mean, most of the time you've lost to superior Yankee teams. Yeah, the Twins, I think, have had home field advantage just once. Yeah, you guys yeah. have gotten worse as these. You know, I think what was the first one? Oh one. No, oh three they oh, lost. Three. Okay. No, oh no, oh two they lost okay. to the Angels. Oh three and oh f- in the ALCS. Oh three and oh four. That was the last time they won a playoff series. Yeah, oh three and oh four. They each of those series. I went to game one. They they won game one in each of those series behind Santana, and then lost game two. Joe Nathan uh, blew some saves, and then yeah, lost games three and four. So. Now, uh, the, the good news is I get to save some money. I'm not going to one of the first two games this week because it's on Friday and then Saturday. Okay, that's good. But would you? And then game four is on Yom Kippur, so <laughs> I'm not going to get to see too much of this. If it goes to a fifth game, that would be. Would you in go? New York would you torture yourself and go to game five? To game five. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Of course. You know, it, it, so it's interesting because uh, you know back when they had Santana, you always felt like well you were a favorite in those games. Yeah. And then other than that, you were in trouble. Now they're not a the game. Each of these games is going to be sort of like when the Yankees came to Minnesota in August. Each of these games is going to be like twelve to eleven. Because neither team has any pitch has any starting pitching. Yeah. And both teams literally are literally the two most powerful teams in the history of baseball. I so. think that's why, you know, even though the series is fun and has a lot of interesting storylines, I think that's why uh, you know, this this is essentially each team's World Series because they're going to go up against another historic hitting, uh, home run hitting team, but one Who that also has, has really the three good best, pi- like yeah. literally. And you know, I, we can talk if you want to on today's podcast. Maybe as a birthday present, I'll give you my my AL awards, and then I'll save my NL awards for next week. Yeah, you can do. But it. yeah, the, the Cy Young Award in the American League Wait, is the birthday a close present race for between... me. I thought you meant like <laughs> <laughs> this is an early thirty seventh birthday present for you. Yeah. that you get to talk about. This. Uh, but the, the best two pitchers in the American League this year were Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole, uh, who are the uh, both on Houston. And then um, if he was eligible, because, you know, he played most of the season in the NL, the third best pitcher in the AL would be Zach Greinke, who's also on Houston. So you have this absurd scenario where Houston has literally the best three starting pitchers. Oh, and their offense is a smidge behind uh, the Yankees in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Houston is obviously the overwhelming favorite. Um, you know, hopefully the Oakland-Tampa winner can pull some kind of miracle there. But, um, yeah, so the, the Yankees-Twins winner, uh, and the Twins are obviously the underdog there, will be an underdog against uh, Houston in the ALCS. And then the Dodgers, whoever escapes in the NL, will be an underdog to Houston in the World Series. But, look, anything can happen in a short baseball series. Yeah, the game five, so. the five, best of five series especially. Yeah. Uh, how much confidence do you have in the Twins bullpen? 
so you know it's funny because the Twins bullpen has been in the beginning in early in the year you know when we, when the aforementioned Odorizzi had an ERA in the ones and and Barrios is always awesome every year until September when you know he his arm falls off their bullpen was very very poor Taylor Rogers was their only uh, reliable guy and it was especially frustrating because. We knew coming into the season that was a weakness. They spent no money in the offseason. They said, well, we don't want to waste money on bullpen guys, which are really only one- or two-year guys when we don't know when our window of competition is. And then, oh, the window of competition happened to be now. They were on a 100-win pace all season, and then they didn't, they didn't really make a move. They, uh, you know, obviously there was, there was an elite uh, you know, bullpen arm sitting out there who ended up obviously uh, not working out and got injured, and so I guess it's, it's good they didn't sign him, although whatever, who cares? They, they could have tried him. Um, they, at the, right at the, at, the, at the deadline, a couple days before the deadline, they got uh, Sergio uh, Ramos from the Giants, who's, you know— um, Sergio Romo. He, uh, Sergio Ramos, Sergio Ramos is a soccer player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he's, you know, he's fine. He's he will be good against the Yankees because uh, you know they have a lot of uh, right-handed hitters, and he's good against righties. He can't pitch against lefties. And then they got Sam Dyson, also from the Giants, who uh, in his very first game gave up uh, three runs and and blew a game. Then got injured, was gone for two weeks. Came back, played two more games, got injured again. Now he's out for all of next year as well. And he said, "Oh, by the way, my arm's been hurting for the last two years." And right now the Twins are actually. Uh, pursuing something against the Giants or I don't know but he had pitched well for the Giants so whether he was hurt or not mm-hmm. um, but what has happened in the meantime is you know the Twins brought in to be their bullpen coach this year a guy who had never been a bull who had never been a coach in Major League Baseball at all at all he was a college pitching coach which ha- the first ever college pitching coach I believe in baseball history that's what they say anyways um, to go directly to Major League Baseball and they brought him in, and he's done wonders. And you take a guy like Tyler Duffy. Tyler Duffy was basically a nobody for you know for most of for most of his career, sort of a a, a middling kind of guy. And let, let me just go look. Let me look at Tyler Duffy's post All Star game numbers. Okay, he had not given up a run, or even I think he had not allowed a guy to second base until he gave up a couple runs uh, last week to Kansas City. But overall, in the second half, he has in 30 innings pitched, he has 47 strikeouts, a 0.82 WHIP, a 1.5 ERA. So. Um, and so, you know, they all of a sudden they have all these arms that they can throw there. They've had the best bullpen in base in the American League anyway since the All-Star break. Um, and, it's, and it's guys, it's sort of these anonymous guys, it, it, other than Taylor Rogers, who's been, you know, solid all year, and, and the aforementioned uh, Sergio Romo, who came over from San Francisco. It's, it's Tyler Duffy, who no one's ever heard of, and it's, it's, um, it's um, uh, Trevor May, who was supposed to be a starter, has been injured a lot. It's it's Ryan Harper. It's uh, Bruce Dar Gratterall, a 21 year old guy they just brought up. Who's the who the the first day he pitched uh, immediately in his first appearance had the five fastest pitches in the history of the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. So um, they have all these guys. They have if they go a bullpen game in Game Three, which they probably will do, their likely starter is Randy Dobnek, who is. Um, went to high school with a listener of ours and is getting married next week. And this listener was telling me that uh, a bunch of his friends are going to be at that wedding. Wait, he's getting so, married even if they're still in the playoffs? I forget ex- the exact date of the wedding. During bro- Twins Broad, it might have been last Where do you grow up? Minnesota? I have no idea. I, I'd have to ask. Um, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I think the listener is Tim Westling, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So, um, yeah, so all of a sudden the Twins have all these arms to throw. And the good thing is that other than Taylor Rogers, they're all right-handed, which is what you need against the Yankees and the, and the Astros for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, in theory, they have a chance. But, you know, Joe Nathan was the best or tied with, with uh, Marion Rivera for the best closer in baseball for like six or seven years in a row. In the regular season, and then in the playoffs, would blow save after save after save. So, 
do I really trust this bullpen against against the Yankees in the late innings? Honestly, no, I don't. Um, do I, you know, especially Taylor Rogers, their best guy, he's a lefty, unfortunately, which is not so good against the Yankees. So I'm definitely nervous about that. But the truth is that unlike every other Twins team that's ever faced the Yankees in the playoffs, it, you know, those Ron Goddard dink and dunk teams where you'd have to get a single and a walk and a single and a walk and try and, you know, scratch out a couple runs. And then and then Mark Teixeira or or whoever or or or, or whoever uh, a rod or whoever else it was for the Yankees would come up and hit a four run homer and like erase that instantly. Now the Twins can do that also. Mm-hmm. So you know I'm I'm very excited with, with to the see. balls flying out. Uh, I mean, yeah. did you look at the list of some of these guys with like 33, 34 home runs this year? Like you'd never heard of them, or even worse, you'd heard of them, but they were like eight home run guys. Um, well, there M- are going to be some wa- yeah. on your other podcast. Yes, Mitch Garv sauce. We want him back on yeah, social media as he, soon as he, possible. He had, he had 300 at bats and 31 home runs. The Twins had five guys with 30 home runs. Right, Eddie Rosario, uh, Max Kepler, who uh, you know, the Twins fans have been hearing about forever, but no one had ever heard of. Yeah, him. I mean, Sano. these are waiver wire fantasy guys. I mean, not Sano, but the other guy. You yeah. know, like and Kepler's always Cruz, on the way. But, yeah. Well, I mean, Ke- Ke- well, Kepler's much better in real life than fantasy because he's mm-hmm. also an elite, you know, defensive yeah. player, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I'm very excited to see these, you know, to see some power um, uh, uh, against the Yankees. And do I expect the Twins to win? No. But do I think that they could? Sure. And, it, you know, it'll be gravy if they do. And if they don't, honestly, a baseball season, you know, football is obviously my number one sport and basketball second and baseball is a distant third. But there's no more enjoyable regular season than baseball when your team is good. Oh, it's because so great. every single day. I mean, the Mets had a nice little run, you know, in August. And you had it for September. like six weeks. It was great. But I had it for like six months, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you feel, you get so attached to the team. You know every single. You know exactly. You know when when the manager comes out. You know who's coming in the game almost always. Yeah, except when I call Sergio Sergio Ramos. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, and and it's just and, and the most exciting thing about these twins, other than the fact that that <laughs> that their entire uh, rotation, uh, other than Barrios, is 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 has is going to be replaced next year. But everything else, all their offensive guys, other than Cruz, they're all young. They're all under contract for a long time. Like this was. A year before they were supposed to compete, so I think this team is going to be good for a long time. They still have what they still have one of the best uh, system farm systems in baseball. They brought up most of the guys, but they still have a bunch of guys coming up. You know, I mentioned Gratterall, who in theory could become a number two starter behind uh, Barrios. So uh, I'm very excited. If 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 they if they beat the Yankees, they'll be huge underdogs against Houston. If they beat Houston, also obviously, then you know I'll um, I'll be on cloud seventy five. But I'm excited just because it's it's been an, it's been a fun six months. And I don't think that they need to claw out three to two wins against the Yankees. I, they can be down seven nothing in the sixth inning. This team. Yeah, I'm very excited for some absolutely epic collapses. Not from specifically the Twins or the Yankees. Just this playoffs are going to have some major. Well, there we saw, it's we also saw a bad closer night. year. It, yeah, it's a bad closer year. There aren't a lot of do- sometimes you know the be- last four teams they all have like closers with a one ERA and it's super hard to get in it. And the ninth innings are a little less dramatic. You're going to see you know much like uh, happened to the Mets a few weeks ago when they blew the six run lead in the ninth. You're going to see that. Um, Jared Jerome, uh, once known as our, our number one fan. Now I'd say whatever, however many fans we are, he's dead last. He's not in the top 50. No, no, no. He's not in the top 5,000. Um, wow. he, uh, he said that, uh, 32 fans community is going to rally around the twins like never before because a lot of Minnesotans and people support you. And then a lot of Yankee haters other than this, you know, the yeah, rare but, but Yankee rally fan, around this series might be over by Sunday. So there's not a I, lot of time. for. I rallies. will say, I don't know that I'm rooting for the, for the twins over the Yankees. What? I mean, I, I'm sure like Gio Urshela would have wished me a happy birthday if he was my friend that I did a podcast oh. with for five years. <laughs> I'm sure Luke Voigt would have at least like dropped it in the in a group chat, you know? Hey, maybe WhatsApp me. Uh, happy birthday, I'm not Keith. Chatting. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure if we had mentioned you know 1880s uh, starting pitchers that have the same last name as U.S. presidents, you would have been all about that. Yeah. No, I've been studiously avoiding it all. 
Anyway, are you when when are you yeah. returning to social media? I mean, I I'm I'm not totally boycotting it now. I partake in extremely limited you know ways. And do you I think, think this is going to continue, or do you think in a week or two you'll be back on the uh, the docket? I'm not. I, I'm not going to be back to where I was for a long time. There's no reason to be spending 75 hours a day arguing with people. Did you have? Did it. like? Did you get yelled at by somebody, or was this like? What, what was? No, your... it was. It was. It, it was. I think I mentioned this on the podcast. It was just. It was. It was sort of a cleanse. It's like you know. Let's take a little cleanse. Let's you know. It's just sort of a good thing to do. In yeah. General. Why would and you want to talk to your life. friends when you could spend more time with your charts? I get it. You should cleanse from no, the charts. I, this is always the problem. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you don't realize. That all your time is in charts. Yeah. You literally, I said, we had a, a pool thing, and I said, uh, hey, can you, uh, can you do something? You said, no, you do it, which was fair. I, I, it's certainly also my responsibility. But then I also got like an immediate email from you with the Bill Simmons cousin Sal, and this will be a segue into the football talk. Bill Simmons cousin Sal uh, lines, you know, a, a giant chart, me, you, Simmons, Sal, which you do every week, which means you had listened to the podcast while taking notes and already filled out the form. It wasn't like, it wasn't uh, like I, you I, were I had like, updated, so, I had updated you know, the entire the POP Adam. and. F- I'm no, I'm not. By the way, I'm not saying you didn't do work. You just asked me to do like a couple modifications. Yeah, I'm not. Can you do those modifications? No, absolutely. I'm not. I'm not complaining about that. It's just funny that like your valuable time is still like spent doing the stupidest things on earth. I I, talking (laughs) moving to football now. By the way, so you, you have Astros over Dodgers. That's your World Series. Yeah, that's what I had before the season started. Yeah, I had Red Sox over Dodgers. So I got to stick with that, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I think I'm in last place in our. We did a, a in one of our pools. We did a preseason baseball predictions where you had to pick. Like oh, I'm doing very bad in that one. Also, I believe I'm in last place in that one. I believe I have the yeah. dreaded zero. But there was a te- there was a technicality. Would there be over under one and a half managers fired before the end of the regular season? Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Madden did not. I mean, he was told he would be fired, but he did manage game one sixty two. Yeah, no, that's not a technicality. That means the he- Pirates manager. Yeah, yeah, but but then the Pirates manager who did the same thing. Was was told on Saturday you're going to be fired after Sunday's game, and he said, "You know what? I ain't showing up to work on Sunday." And so because of that, it hit the over because because he te- yeah. he had the choice. I believe we uh, to- elaborated more clearly for the football version of that question because we had this. Co- I didn't realize it was in the baseball question, but for yeah. football, we had uh, a very specific. Well, it wasn't. Ma- it, it, was, it was. And it wasn't just manager fired. It was. It was manager yeah. replaced for any reason. Right. So the so fact that he who was the Pirates quit. manager that just quit after being told um, he was fired? It wasn't Clint Hurdle, which is the name in my head. I don't remember. Yeah, a lot of managers like. Do people know that Rocco Baldelli is your manager? He seems more like well, a bench when coach. When he gets that, when he gets that big fancy manager of the year award, they will. I'm saying, but like, like people don't really know the Mets manager. Well, Mickey because Cap- Rocco Baldelli, people think is still like on the DL in Tampa. When he right, exactly. He, he's only like 37 years old. He's much younger than Nelson Cruz. The Mets manager. Uh, do you even know his name? Um, uh, hopefully, by the time people listen Callie, to this, he, it? it is Mickey Callaway. Hopefully, he'll be oh, fired is? by oh. the time people listen. He well, makes. That, that, I thought that was your. Do you know what he makes? He, he makes under a million dollars a year. Like a lot of managers are just like you know they're pencil yeah. pushers. I think he makes eight hundred fifty k. There, I mean, there are quarterback coaches in the NFL that make that much. In college, there are quarterback coaches that make that much now. Um, yeah. All right, so let's talk about football. By the way, speaking of guess the lines. A lot. Yeah. I, I was on the Bill Simmons Reddit to see what podcasts I missed over the holiday. Oh, everybody says he cheated. This Everybody's week. saying he cheated. Why is it? Yeah. I, I wasn't really paying attention. I, there was, I wasn't paying close enough attention either. I don't well, know. It was someone, one someone thing that he guessed correctly well. on a game, but not knowing where the game was. The, the, I guess it was I the Bears-Raiders yeah. London game. He guessed it right, think thinking why. it was maybe a Bears home game or a Raider, whatever it was. But then, but then, he, also, but then he also guessed four and a half for KC Indy, thinking it was an Indy, not KC. So I don't know. Did he cheat? Did he not cheat? I don't think he cheated. He also said he filled out the lines on Saturday, which is bizarre. 
which makes no sense. Yeah. Anyway, and I guess that's what they do. They just yeah. don't usually allude to it. Wait, before we before we get to that, yeah. let's give the listeners what they want. Let's hear uh, Chester's uh, awards for the season in the American League. Okay. Yeah. Let's give the listeners right. what they want. So, so, so. You know, this was another. Bill Simmons was arguing with um, with Mallory Rubin about this. You know, where Bill Simmons is against uh, Mike Trout getting the MVP because yeah. he won seventy two games. Yeah, I think you know, I think the Trout argument is for reasonable people and out of principle. Yeah. I agree with Mallory because you know because she's on the right side of history on these things and Simmons is wrong about everything. But I hate to say it, I actually agree. Like technically speaking, although I don't want to acknowledge it, I do agree with Simmons here. The award, if the award is his best player, yeah, best player, be he has award. to win and, it, and he did miss yeah. the last twenty games. And to be fair, yeah, and to be fair, Alex Bregman, because Trout missed those last few games, Alex Bregman has the exact same um, – um, Alex Bregman's baseball reference war was 8.4, and Mike Trout was at 8.3. And then on, and then at Fangraphs, Bregman was at 8.5, and, and Trout was at 8.6. So they were exactly equal in terms of actual value, right? And mm-hmm. then when you add the – and then part of that obviously is because Bregman plays third and short and is a great defensive player. You know, Trout plays center, which is also a valuable position, but not as, as valuable as his shortstop. Um but, you know, also missing those 20 games was a difference. So I don't think it would be unreasonable at all for Bregman to win the MVP. And I assume Bregman will win the MVP. And spoiler alert, Bregman is my MVP award winner. But I, I, the way I do it to avoid this issue of is it the best player, is it the, is the most valuable player, is I do three awards, which is the way baseball does it also, except nobody cares about the Hank Aaron Award. The Hank Aaron Award is, is supposed to be the equivalent of the Cy Young Award. It goes to the best hitter. So I, I, so I do that completely independent of team performance. I do Cy Young, completely independent of team performance, the best pitcher, and then I do MVP, which is you know takes t- team performance into account. So my my Cy Young ballot is number one Justin Verlander, number two Garrett Cole, number three Charlie Morton, number four Shane Bieber, and number five Lance Lynn. Okay. Any thoughts there? Do you pay attention to the AL at all? Uh, I mean, only for the guys I have in fantasy. I had Garv Sauce. Sorry, Rob. Um, yeah. I, I do. By the way, Lance Lynn was on the Twins and was terrible, so it's sort of funny that he was uh, succeeding in Texas this year. You'd think he's the type of guy. I mean, he succeeded in St. Louis. You'd think he's an NL-type pitcher. And you have, you have DeGrom yeah. as the NL Cy Young easily, right? Well, we're, we're, the NL awards will have to come next week. Nobody's going to care anymore next week. All right. Yeah. Uh, can we talk football? Right. Uh, well, wait, no one's going to care next week. They don't, the, the, the league doesn't even announce them until November. Oh, yeah. Game. No, it's a, a crazy mistake. Yeah. It's insane. All right. Uh, the Hank Aaron Awards, by the way, uh, number one, Mike Trout, number two, Alex Can you at least Bregman, say what the Hank Aaron Marcus. Awards are? Nobody knows what they I are. I said it, it, it's, it's, the, it's, the best, it's, the best, it's the best hitter. It, okay. It, it's, it's the same as the Cy Young, but, you know, for, for hitters. Mm-hmm. And then I, now, I think officially the award is just for hitting, but I say hitting and fielding, the, be, the best position player. So I have Trout, one, Bregman, two, Marcus Semien, three, uh, and then uh, two Red Sox, Xander Bogarts, four, and Mookie Betts, five. Now for my MVP award, here again, I take, um, I take team performance into account. So with 107 wins, Alex Bregman and the Houston Astros, he's number one. Number two is also a Houston Astro, it's Justin Verlander. And number three is also a Houston As- Astro, Garrett Cole. Mm-hmm. So uh, the Astros sweep one, two, and three. Four is Semyon. Five is George Springer, so that's four Astros in the top five. Six is DJ LeMahieu, who DJ LeMahieu is one of these annoying guys who he had like these strictly Coors Field numbers in Colorado. He was never very good. You know, he did not have like a good like, you know, um, OPS plus or war. But because he was in Colorado, he put up good offensive numbers up the middle. He made the All-Star game every year undeservedly. And he came to New York and I'm like, okay, good. Now he's not in Colorado. He won't have good numbers anymore. And instead he had a career here. So uh, congrats to DJ LeMahieu. He's six on my ballot. Uh, Seven, I have Charlie Morton. Eight, I have Mike Trout. Nine, I have Aaron Judge, who missed a bunch of time, but you know was still incredible, both offensively and defensively. By the way, it annoys me that he's good at defense, Aaron Judge. And then number ten, I have Matt Chapman. So my beloved Twins with 101 wins, uh, it was a team effort. They have you know uh, Nelson Cruz, Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, uh, Garv Sauce, 
Jose Barrios, Jake Odorisi, they're all, you know, in the teens and the 20s on my ballot, but nobody makes the top 10. So those are my awards in the American League. All right. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so yeah. you the, the football football all took place. And by the way, just if you want Cole over Verlander, I don't feel strongly. They're so interchangeable. They were like their numbers are very very similar. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Right, football time. All right. So in a football, we could do quick yeah. picks. Speaking of, speaking of interchangeable, by the way, mm-hmm. my my like power rankings are a complete like cluster f at the moment. Yeah, they should like, be. Well, first the, of all, tell me how you uh, really uh, devoured. Uh, that's a bad word. Uh, how how you if at all sort of watched or or followed or or, or caught up on football this Sunday because it happened during Jewish yeah. holiday where neither of us watch. I, I'll tell you first that what I did well, was you missed everything, I, well, I, but I was not spoiled, and I. Um, but you went so you went two and a half days knowing nothing, which is crazy. To me. Yes, and then I I watched the red zone. Normally, I'd watch the Jet game and try not to look at the updates and the bottom line scores. But because the Jets didn't play, I watched the, red, the whole Red Zone channel. I mean, I really fast forward to the second half of both, uh, you know, because I was impatient. I didn't have all night. My yeah. wife was going insane uh, three hours in. Um, yeah. One of the advantages of being, uh, not having a job at the moment is you don't have to worry about making it for two days of work. True. Which is really annoying. True, true. Um, yeah. Back in the day, right, I would have gone straight to work after the holiday, and I would yeah. have been doing both things at once if I was lucky. But yeah. So, yeah, so I did that. I re- and then I was a little burned out, so I... I watched, uh, you know, the highlights of the Cowboys Saints and the highlights of the Bengals Steelers. Uh, but then I watched the extended highlights of all the games, went through the box scores. Uh, but I did watch, I, I did catch a lot of the one and four o'clock games just by watching the red zone. Yeah. So uh, ordinarily, if the Vikings are playing at four o'clock instead of one, that's great because that means I can watch the one o'clock red zone totally unencumbered. Uh, unfo- well, other than my kids and my family, obviously. <laughs> um, unfortunately, because the holiday was starting at like six thirty. The uh, the Bears Vikings game I was gonna miss uh, you know a, a chunk of it now as it turns out the chunk I missed wasn't relevant. No, uh, we can talk about that in a little bit. But so at one o'clock I watched all the games. I watched the red zone and then four o'clock I was there was only like three games going on. There was there was the Rams uh, uh, Bucks game which was kind of crazy and then you know the other game Seattle game Seattle game was easy blow nothing really bad. I was but I was mostly focused on the Vikings. When six twenty seven or whenever candle lighting arrived, I had to turn it off. But the Vikings were losing thirteen nothing. It was late in the third quarter. The offense had like fifty yards total, and I had absolutely zero confidence. And I realized, and this is true for the Vikings last year also. Like the Vikings could much, the Vikings would have a much better chance of beating the Kansas City Chiefs or the LA Rams than they would have beating the Chicago Bears because the Vikings have an offense that can score on anybody if it's it, unless it's an elite defense, in which case they can score on nobody. So, you know, the, the Vikings won 11 of the first 12 quarters of the season. You know, they blew out Atlanta. They blew out Oakland. They blew out the Packers, you know, for three quarters at least. Um, they still lost the game because of all the turnovers and the missed kicks and stuff. But um, though none of those teams, including the Packers, whose defense is okay, but as we saw against Philly, is not great. None of those teams have a really elite defense. When you have an elite defense like the Bears, the Vikings were so worthless. So I think if the Vikings played the Bears again, they just they have no chance. Whereas... If they play Kansas City, all right, they're going to give up 30 points, but they can score 30 yes. points. No, I agree. I, I think it's – I mean, listen, we're not bringing new ground. It, football is yeah. often matchups based. And, uh, yeah. But just – so I'm looking at my power rankings. My Coming into last week, my teams that I had, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, all lost. Ravens, Cowboys, Packers, Vikings, uh, Texans, Colts, all of them lost. Yeah. So what do you do? What do you do with your power it's rankings? It's really tricky. You know? So the first three weeks of the year, there were almost no upsets, right? Uh, you, yeah. No survivor pool had any serious dent, and then this week – yeah, we both just just we both went eight and seven in picking uh, straight winners and losers this week. Which I know, went one and six yellow. in my best bets against the spread after starting yeah. on a, just an absolute dominant streak through three weeks. One and six. Yeah, that's hard to do. Yeah, uh, I'm good. still over five hundred. That's how good I was the first three weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, 
I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know what to do. I, I, how about this? In terms of tiers, in my opinion, there is one very clear tier 1A, and that's three teams, the Patriots, Chiefs, and Saints. The Saints are beating playoff teams with a very mediocre backup without their superstar quarterback. Sure. So you're saying projecting Drew Brees to come back. Yeah. I mean, the Saints are I mean, clearly number he's, three. He'll be back. Like they're, yeah. We said they needed to tread water. They're not just treading water. They're heading towards a bye without Brees. Yeah. Okay. Fine. So okay. So that. But then after that, there's like 20 teams that you can make. Yeah. There's for. no tier two though. There's that's tier one yeah. A, and then there's like. I mean tier the Ra- C. the Rams were until they got blown out at home. And the Rams are still no. The Rams are still the fourth best team any way you slice it. They had a bad they loss. No they were able yeah. to move the ball all game with the loss. Yes, Goff threw some interceptions. The but. Packers had a very bad loss at home to a Philly team that looked like garbage for three weeks, and yet I moved the Packers up in my. I power agree. Games. I agree. The Packers, which need, is crazy, the Packers could but be as like, high as five or six for sure. Th- their loss was less bad than like the Ravens. Phillies played poorly, but that's they're not an incompetent team. The Ravens had a bad loss. The same thing. I think the Ravens. Well, but Philly still has no secondary, and so yeah, I just but, think that Philly. Yeah, they have they have fatal flaws. Like they're not winning the Super yeah, Bowl. Well, this but year, everybody does. But yeah. they're a totally competent team. They still have an elite offensive line yeah. with the injuries. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the the AFC, I, I forgot to mention this on the podcast last week, but the AFC against the NFC was, uh, I, I think the number going into this week was 12 and 3, the, the NFC versus Ooh. the AFC. Wow. Uh, and then this week, oh, I, NFC, be- yeah, okay, I believe the AFC won 2 out of 3, but one of them was the AFC's, you know, one of their two elite teams against the mediocre NFC team, and they should have lost. I mean, that Chiefs-Lions game, you saw the 100-yard fumble return. Oh, wait, Carolina went into Houston and won, yeah, right? Yes. And, and then, then what else? Tennessee beat Atlanta. I believe of Kansas, just... City went in, Kansas City went in Detroit and won, but, you know, Kansas City's the best team. Yeah, I least. just said this. And then Tennessee yeah. beat Atlanta. I believe those are the only three By because— Atlanta's probably the team we were the most wrong on, right? The, uh, well, yeah, but you're stupid like the, because you— The Vikings you... blew them out in week one, yeah. and we thought, oh, that's nuts. Atlanta's a playoff team. Yeah. In, and then Atlanta barely beat a Philly team. Right, with and now their healthy. coach could get be the first one fired. Although Washington is in grave danger. I mean, he's yeah. Jay Gruden just said we have no quarterback. I yeah. mean, they have they're one of the only teams with like three guys you've heard of, three quarterbacks, and none of them are playable. Haskins obviously shouldn't have been thrown in. He's not even getting first team reps. That was absurd. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he had talked about activating all three well, quarterbacks. Keenum had been good in the first two games. No, I mean, Keenum is clearly their best quarterback. But uh, you know, if Keenum doesn't play for whatever reason, and Keenum might be done. But like play McCoy, who's also kind of who also kind of sucks. But Haskins Haskins needs a red shirt. Yeah. Uh, he's got that fat face. He was doing that interview and he was very confident. Yeah. But I didn't realize yeah. he's got like the baby face still. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he could lead men yet. I think he needs to get a beard, grow a beard. <laughs> uh, now now yeah. where would you put the Niners in there? Because they're sort of this enigma. Obviously, they're leading a you know a loaded NFC West division. Yeah. Uh, they're three. So and it's oh. sort of funny. I had them fourteen in my power rankings last week. They took the week off, and now they're 19. That's crazy. (laughs) Well, because – so all the teams right behind them won. Seattle won. um, Carolina won. And and, and I think we were too long Carolina. Jacksonville won. Tennessee won. Cleveland won. Pittsburgh won. And so San Francisco's 3-0, but they've beaten three very bad teams. If they beat Cleveland, I think you have to move them into the single digits, though. I, yeah. I think that would be such a big win. Cause I, yeah, but honestly, any team between 6 and 22, I have Jacksonville 22 on my list. Yeah, they and I have the playoffs. The, Jacksonville the Cowboys the 6. And I anyone between 6 and 22 is interchangeable. Yeah. I think I hate to say it because I think Simmons said the same thing on his podcast. But, uh, you know, it's just it, there's nobody there's nobody in that group yet who's distinguished from themselves for four weeks. There's teams that look great for a couple weeks and they look terrible. So, yeah. Um, All right, know. six and playoff teams quickly, AFC and NFC, before we do quick fix. Right now? Yeah. Um, AFC. So I, I have Patriots, Ravens, Texans. Although all four of those teams are two and two, 
and the Chiefs? Do you have a different uh, winner of any of the divisions? No, but those those are all the division winners that we had even or that I had even. Yeah, the and then I would say so. uh, Bills and Chargers, but the Ravens are uh, uh, Bills and Chargers, but the Browns are right there too. I mean, the Chargers have looked really unimpressive. I know, but nine right? and they, seven, an unimpressive nine and seven Chargers will still probably make the playoffs in the AFC. Well, I mean, look, they're going to get a tiebreaker over the Colts because of uh, Vinatieri's misses in Week mm-hmm. One. That's pretty big because yeah. you know the, all four of the teams in the AFC. But the South Colts had one of the worst losses teams. of the year. That loss to the Raven, the Raiders, is really bad. Yeah. But they, I think losing T.Y. Hilton really hurts them. The Bills, I understand they cl- say they stayed close with New England, and their defense No, is they're going to be in the playoffs. their offense... I mean, Allen was abysmal. Yeah, they're going to be in the playoffs. Because they're, they're a poor man's Bears. But they, I mean, I mean, they still have so many, bad, worse than the so many bad teams to play. Like, that schedule does not get hard. Yeah, I mean, I think the, the Cleveland is going to They have Tennessee and Miami the next likely. two weeks. They could easily be 5-1. and one. I mean, that's not Tennessee, a gimme. Tennessee's much better. I mean, Tennessee no, Tennessee's fine, Tennessee. but that's a winnable game. Tennessee has what? I think Tennessee has the third best uh, point differential in the AFC. Yeah, no, right Tennessee's now. fine, but that, that's a winnable game. They have they have uh, Washington at home. They go to Miami. They have Denver at home. They they have Pittsburgh and the Jets. Like The AFC East is not playing anybody all year. They play the NFC East, which is the Giants and the yeah. Redskins. Yeah. I mean, it's well, a joke. The Giants, and the AFC the North, which is much worse than it could have been because Pittsburgh is awful now, and Cincinnati is even worse than we could have imagined. Yeah, I was wrong about Cincinnati, I guess. I mean, I mean since but, he's but played but three look, road games, since he, like... And since he was with a, was with a play of winning in Seattle yeah. and a play of winning in Buffalo... Yeah, if since he ended 6-10, and 10, I wouldn't be shocked. But, they, like, something yeah, they, ju- they just really laid a negative week four. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, so as fine. So and then the uh, NFC is much more difficult. Much more difficult. Out. Yeah, I think you pretty much know, like you already know the playoff teams, barring like catastrophic injuries. Yeah, I mean it, you could say all four teams in the NFC North could be in the playoffs. I think the Saints, Cowboys are definitely to me are obvious playoff teams, and I have the Packers for yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I st- I still think the Eagles are going to win that division. I mean, I, the I Cowboys are good. The Cowboys played three of the worst five teams in the NFL so far, and you know, in their three wins, sort of like San Francisco. Then they went and they played a, t- a close game against New Orleans, but mm-hmm. again, a Teddy Bridgewater New Orleans. Yeah. I, I I don't know I I'm, I don't trust the Cowboys. Just I'll yet. say Packers, I don't Bears, trust the Eagles either. Packers, Bears, Cowboys, Saints, uh, Rams, and then that sixth spot is just wild. I mean the Panthers. It's possible, but I'm going to say no. I'm not in love with the Seahawks. I'm not in love with your team. I almost I like you. You're, you're talking Philly, but I almost want to say uh, Detroit. Detroit could have beaten the Chiefs. I mean yeah. they, they should have beaten the Chiefs. They'd be three zero and one. They'd be in the playoffs. Yeah. But but as we said, anybody can you know anybody can score in Kansas City. But nobody beats them. So no bad yeah, teams have well, beat them, or you even play them close. If you play Kansas City, look, close, it was obviously it, w- it was the most impressive uh, performance yet by Detroit. I think you know losing a close game to Kansas City is more impressive than beating Philly. But it was the, also probably if you think about it, you know losing a close game where you fumbled going into the end zone and the other team scored a hundred yard touchdown where they didn't even yeah. realize counted until after the play was over. I mean yeah. that's like that's the single flukiest win through sixty four games. 63 games. Yeah. I mean, like, there's the, um, you know, the transitive property of, you yeah. know, ABB and BBC, sure. therefore ABC. I mean, that hasn't been working at all because every, is, the A's have been beating the B's, the B's have been beating the C's, and the C's have been beating the A's. Mm-hmm. So everybody's beating everybody. So I just, I think we need another three. Can I read? To, like, I, I was going to read this anyway, but it's funny. I, I, you know, from time to time during the day, Rob and I will get uh, Renap email. So can I read the email we just got in for? Uh, it's usually podcast ideas. Let me just read it, okay? I had okay. a dream where the leprechaun and the king cake baby were trying to kill each other. They were fighting because they wanted to be the icon for Robin Akivanita podcast. It ended with the King Cake Baby tossing the leprechaun into a, bat, a vat of acid, blowing him up in a big explosion. Then Alexander Chester gave him access to all of his spreadsheets just so he could come back on the podcast. That was I was going to read that anyway, but you somehow make an appearance in that guy's dream. 
Yeah. This is what uh, comes in touch. during the uh and then people then like I'll get follow up sometimes like why didn't you read my, why didn't you read my email on the podcast? Like, well I can't read them all. We got a lot. Um yeah. Well you're reading them on this podcast. Yes. Uh all right, yes, yeah, fine. Let's let's go let's do quick picks in the league where they uh play for pay. All right. Soon so the, the NCA will also be the league where they play for pay. The Golden Gophers, undefeated. Are you excited? Is Jerry Chester excited about the Golden Gophers yet? I mean, they've they've really been pulling them out of their tuchus, yeah. right? I mean, you know, they, the very close games. But, I mean, look, they're avoiding most of the good teams in the Big Ten this year. So, I guess anything's possible. Uh-huh. But, yeah, I'm not excited yet. And, and Jerry's a much bigger Gophers fan than I am. Uh-huh. All right. So, let's, yeah, so let's jump into week five. Uh, week four, as I said, uh, we both went eight and seven. You picked Jacksonville correctly. Wait, wait, Robbie's um, listening. He didn't give us a take. I, I want to know if he thinks Harbaugh should be fired. Well, I, so I spent Rush on with my father-in-law, and you know he's obviously very upset by how things are going for Michigan. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who are you going to get that's better, right? Yeah, it's a good point. Uh, and I, I, I don't know, I, I don't know if is, is Jim Harbaugh the problem in Michigan, or is Michigan, you can't get Michigan the problem just, is the main guy who's available is Urban Meyer, who you're not going to get. And then <laughs> there's no chance. Of the, yeah, obviously not. Uh, well, he's a free agent; like he wants a job. But I, everyone thinks USC is going to go pay for him. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I think if Harbaugh gets fired, everyone will want Harbaugh. Uh, and then there's, you know, the Oklahoma coach if you want to get him, but that's going to cost, you know. I mean, what about David Shaw? People were talking about him a few sucks. years ago. Shaw sucks. I, I used to talk yeah, about he, him for the Jets coach. Now, he, now he's... He followed Jim Harbaugh last time. Should he follow Jim yeah, Harbaugh? Yeah, no, I don't think... I, don't, I, I think Shaw is, yeah. uh, is, like a, is not a championship-level coach. He's a good, like, you know, normal Pac-10 team coach. The Pac-10 is... Yeah, I, I, the, I, I think Michigan maybe has to stop assuming that they're, you know, that they're a school that is going to be competing yeah, for Yeah, you're Nebraska. You're Nebraska. You used to be good, and now you're Ooh, just, you know, you're trying harsh. to play in the, the Cotton Bowl, if you're lucky, or the Capital, Capital yeah. One Bowl. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's jump to week five. So uh, we start with the Rams-Seattle game, mm-hmm. which um, Seattle's favored, which I guess just shows how people are, were so angry at the Rams for blowing the yeah. game against Tampa. I, I, I see. The problem with guessing the lines is you're guessing people's stupid opinions. Maybe that's why I'm so bad at it, because I know the truth. And I'm real. I'm guessing what dumb people are reacting to Sunday's games. The Ra- like if the Rams lose three in a row, then we maybe we could talk. But who cares that they lost the game where Mike Evans, who nobody can stop, is just getting open on every play? Yeah. So you think they go into Seattle and win? No, I'm saying the line was. You know, I'm agreeing with oh. you about the line. Um, it's a short week for both teams. Uh, does it favor the home team a little bit? Yeah, I, I yeah, think the Rams are going to win this game. I think the Rams are going to go into Seattle and win. This is this is a tough one. I think I'm going to pick Seattle, right? Because mm-hmm. it's the short week and they got to rest. They're winning what thirty to ten against uh, Arizona. So uh, I'm going to pick Seattle. But you know, this, I, I'm excited. This is the second good Thursday game we have in a row, right? Yeah. I mean, that Philly Packers game was well because the Thursday week. games aren't NFL Network games; they're Fox games. So they 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 yeah, push jokes off about how like oh like put Tennessee Jacks on Thursday night. But wouldn't we rather have a good game on Thursday night when there's nothing else to watch? Yeah, of course. And Monday night, you're more burnt out than Thursday night. It's not must-see TV. You you don't have friends in in Seinfeld in ER. Yeah, you have Bob Hart type of show. Obviously, you got to watch that. And then you don't even know what that is. Oh, Godfriend and me. You don't know all the CBS shows because you don't watch Survivor. You don't see all the ads. CBS has some wild shows. Check out the CBS lineup. It's insane. You won't believe. You think half the shows are fake. Um, Okay. All right. It's like like six shows that all are like FBI, CIA, NCIS Omaha. It's just like shows you wouldn't believe. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville versus whom? Carolina. Yeah, it's the 1995 teams. Yep. Battle of the Cats. Remember uh, being at a bar mitzvah that day, probably the last bar mitzvah of the year, January 1997, when both teams were playing. And because we're so old, uh, we uh, had 
I guess I could have brought like a radio, like a Walkman to this bar mitzvah to, to see the scores of the, what was it, Patriots, uh, Jaguars, and Packers, Panthers. It was, it was for people who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, the Jaguars and their Panther, and the Panthers in their second year as franchises both made the conference championship Both game. went to the Kind of out of nowhere, yeah. both lost, and that was the... Well, Jacksonville was really, I don't know, they were 9-7, and seven, and Mark Brunel just went nuts Yeah, the I mean, they had some, in hindsight, they had a, you know, a very good coach in Coughlin, and, and uh, Jimmy Smith was a very good player. Was, uh, and yeah. Keenan McCardle was good. Fred Taylor, was he a rookie that year, maybe? I mean, Brunel was a great player. Yeah, Brunel also. was Brunel, really good Brunel's then, like a especially when there was no good quarterbacks back then. Uh, and Kerry Collins was good. Um, but so they were both, neither, I believe came close. I think one of the games was 30 to 13. I don't remember both scores off the top of my head, but anyway, the way to figure out the scores, we'd call like some hotline during the bar mitzvah, we went to a payphone. Like that's how old we are. Oh, was it? Tell me. It was 800 tell yeah, It was crazy. Tell me. Yeah. Sports. Or sometimes we'd call up. All right. Um, sports. Well, NFL. We'd call information and we'd, and we'd ask and they wouldn't know. But if you call like five times, eventually you could like oh. harangue some lady into into getting you the Man, score. I remember I remember 800 tell yeah. on like class trips yeah. in like 12th grade. It's insane. I mean, I remember we went to like protest at some Nazi's house Our in kid. Pennsylvania. And we it was during a jet game and it was mandatory. So we brought like a black and white television. That's how old I yeah. am. Much like the Jets-Jaguars yeah. game. Um, yeah, so, so the Jaguars and Panthers uh, hated rivalry. This game is in Carolina. This game is in Carolina. Kyle Allen versus Minshew, a game that we'll tell our grandkids about. Yeah, uh, I'm I have Carolina. This line's only three and a half. I, I thought I thought Carolina was much better. Yeah. So did you obviously you had it. Listen, seven. NFC versus AFC. Let's go with the NFC. Everyone. Carolina is good. We we made a mistake. Carolina is mm-hmm. good. Yeah, right. Carolina is fine. Um, all right, New England at Washington. Uh, New England. Uh, there's nothing we need to say about this. No, game. Washington's a complete free for all. This um, could every right, week Buffalo. we're like, wow, this is the biggest possible lot. The best team against the worst team, and now it's like, oh, this yeah. is the worst team. <laughs> yeah. It's really incredible, the Patriots schedule. Um, all right, uh, Buffalo at Tennessee. This is a really good game. I think both of these teams uh, have very good defense. Yeah, this both is – well, it's going to be a really ugly challenged. game probably. Uh, yeah. Now, is Josh Allen definitely playing? I don't think he's definitely playing. I think – I mean, I don't think – I think in a game like this, especially against Mariota, doesn't turn the ball over. I think almost like you want Barkley, who is probably a little more secure with the ball, even though he's much more conservative. I mean, Allen is yeah, a turnover. Sort of like Daniel. Allen is a turnover machine. Yeah. Like a legitimate turnover machine. He's exciting yeah. to watch. He's maybe yeah. like long term not as bad. Like he's not going to be a franchise quarterback, but he is like a human highlight film sometimes. But man, this is not the a thirteen game ten game is not the game for him. Yeah, well, I do not have Buffalo in the playoffs, and part of the reason is because they're going to lose this game. This is a uh, loser doesn't leave town, but has to like go a mile out of town match. Yeah, well, they're both going to be three and two, and then Tennessee is the tiebreaker if it comes out of that later. In the yeah, season. let's not worry about the Titans-Bills so. tiebreaker yet. Man, <laughs> this could—you know—the ESPN executives are just praying that this yeah. game t- team does not yeah. become the early Saturday. Why? When game. these teams played in the playoffs last, it was you know one of the greatest playoff games but of our that lives. Is true. That is true. Although, actually, to be fair, it was an incredibly boring game for 50 Well, no, I believe it was on, on Shabbat. I believe we did not it was, watch it. It was on Shabbat, yeah. yes, because I was in the dorm. I was in the dorm for Shabbat, and uh, my good friend Mike Zim, who was not uh, observant of the Shabbat, ran down the hall to tell me what had happened because he'd been following it on his uh, computer or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Buffalo, Tennessee. So I'm picking Tennessee. What about yeah, you? Yeah, Tennessee. All right. Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Um, no, Baltimore know, by a billion. Lo- Really? Yeah. Because th- they lost at home to Cleveland pretty badly. Yeah, Lamar. They, they, yeah, they Cleveland is fine. Them. Lamar Jackson is way better than Mason Rudolph. Yeah, but Pittsburgh just, I mean, you know, I like what they did with Jalen Samuels, right? They're putting him in the in the Wildcat and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Is Baltimore going to sweep Pittsburgh? I mean, Baltimore's the better team, but does home field matter at all in, the, in this uh, divisional rivalry? Yes, it matters. The Ravens are winning this game, though. I, come on, stop it. This is the best bet for me this week. Oh, because I was the four and a half points for Pittsburgh was the best bet for me. No, I'm I'm going the other way. 
Should it's a field goal game either way, I think. What, what can we bet? I'm going Ravens by Ravens. I'm taking Ravens in the minus four and a half. Uh, fine. You know what? I'll just take Pittsburgh. Let's uh, have some okay. more disagreements. Okay. All right. Um, Arizona at Cincinnati. I mean, this is a real woofer. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Put them on the board. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess uh, Arizona's going in the wrong direction. It's right? weird because they, they are going in the wrong direction, but like Murray's getting better every week for sure. Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald somehow is getting better every week. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, Murray's getting better every week. Yes. I mean, re- remember, they have no blocking for him. Yeah. All right. Uh, fine. Uh, Atlanta is, is David. Jo- you know, I don't know David Johnson. Or I haven't really gone up against him. I don't think in any fantasy. Is he is he doing anything this year? I really haven't. Paid They're not really running the ball. First yeah. of all, they're losing by a lot early. Yes. But you would think that he, Murray would be dumping the yeah, ball like off to him. But instead, he's yards. giving it to Fitz nonstop. Yeah, yeah. So Keyshawn Johnson. I actually yeah. started him in the 16 team league because I lost uh, Antonio yeah. Brown. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. So Atlanta at Houston. This is put up or shut up. If Atlanta loses this game, this loser can leave town. Yeah, I agree. Atlanta one of four. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, and 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 they're going to lose this game. Yeah, but, to my Super Bowl know, champion. A lot of yes. trouble. Yep. All right. Um, Tampa Bay at New Orleans. All of a sudden, a good game. Uh, yeah, this is exciting. But New Orleans is going to win. This line's only Imagine if they beat the Rams no and the Saints in back-to-back weeks. By the way, we we've, we've made jokes about this after every, having lost to the Giants. The previous everyone may, everyone on the internet has talked about this forever and made the same point. But the Mariota Winston debate changes every single week in wild directions. Nonstop. Now it's, it's Mariota's yeah. the only guy in the league with, without a turnover. Winston is the new but Brett Favre again. Went into Los Angeles yeah. and blew up. The it's Rams. crazy. Yeah. Now they're both good again. Like, how, I'm going to say this now. Yeah, week one, no matter so how bad. bad they are this week. They're both going to start for their team next year because there's nobody better. Because neither of these teams are having a top five or six pick. So both yeah. these guys, Winston will be the Bucks quarterback in 2020. Mario will be the Titans. If they want, they could make a challenge trade, which would rule. But I, th- I think, I think like, <laughs> stop it. They're going to be yeah. their team's quarterbacks. The team's looking for quarterbacks. The, the big question we should ask, we already talked about that, or didn't talk about the Washington game. Haskins went 16. This team is going to have a top two or three pick. I, you'd have to think Washington yeah. would be willing, again? even if Haskins looks fine. You get a, a different quality quarterback in the two. Uh, well, Arizona did the same thing, right? Yeah, but yes, yeah. yeah. So I think I, I think they can punt even without the first pick. I'm also excited as a, as a uh, fan of a team that's probably going to have a very high pick and is not really looking for a quarterback as long as he keeps his spleen. <laughs> this is supposedly like the greatest receiver draft ever, which is amazing for a team that's going to be in desperate need of a receiver. Or two. But does that mean you want a receiver in the top five, or that means there's a lot of depth? That depth you could trade. You, if there's an immortal guy, if people think Jerry Judy is a top five pick, you could take him. If not, trade down and get the third best guy in the elite class and get some extra picks because you know you know the Jets need uh, players at every position. Um, yeah. Okay. What's the next game? All right. Uh, the Vikings go to New York. Yeah. I'm still I'm still undecided whether I should watch this game or not. Yeah. Th- I mean, this is going to be. Oh, go. I think you should go. It's going to be ugly. Uh, it'll be a nice elixir for Kirk Cousins because this team doesn't uh, is not going to be able to blitz him as much as he's has been hit the last few weeks. Well, and as I said, the Vikings in the in the Zimmer era they destroy the bad teams, right? They yeah. have two blots, and and, the, and so remember I remember this is a bad um, team without by far their best player. I mean, if you can't beat them, you should pack up the season and go home. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So the Giants' uh, undefeated record with Daniel Jones comes to an end. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right. Uh, Chicago against Oakland. This game was in so London. So I, stu- I don't really look at, like, who should I use for Survivor in week six and seven. So I just use all the good teams early and then hope that, that, hope yeah. that everyone. So I'm sort of light on options in one of my Survivor pools. What do you think about using Chicago against Oakland on a neutral field in London? Well, I was, I was going to use Oakland for our defense Survivor thing. Okay. Right? 
to hold Chicago to less than 27. But then I realized I already used Oakland against Denver oh, in week one. So. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So what do you think about that? I can also do, I, I, you know, I, in one I have the Eagles-Jets option, but then the only other one is... is. I mean, I think Chicago's a pretty safe pick. Uh, you know, I thought this line was going to be bigger than it was. Yeah. But then again, Oakland just went into Indy and beat an Indy team, which we think is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you got to take somebody. You know, Chicago, Chicago, Chicago's defense is really, 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 really good. But they can't really score. Mm-hmm. So... Things could be funky. I mean, I think they're going to win this game, and I I think they're pretty. Safe yeah, I'm picking them to win, but I'm a little nervous about potentially using them in Survivor, which I think I'm not going to. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I'm eliminated. So I, don't I think the Chargers that. against the Broncos is maybe who I'd use. Um, uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, I'm looking. Bill and Sal point out a home uh, game for the Chargers doesn't help. Uh, yeah. you know, the Broncos are pretty close, so they'll travel well, but not as well as if they were two and two. I'd assume. Yeah, I mean, Chicago's going to have easier games also on their schedule. So, mm-hmm. yep. All right, uh, Philly hosts the Jets. Uh, you know, uh, is Darnold playing? It doesn't matter, but is he playing? Okay, so they, they really won't know because it's a question of his spleen. He practiced today. Spleen. But if his yeah. spleen is still enlarged, they, there's a fear that it could explode if he gets you hit. hit the spleen, you die. So, yeah. um, not ideal. they won't really know until later in the week. I think... You have to play this safe, right? Like, we're talking about death if he gets hit uh, you with know, a bad obviously. offensive line. <laughs> so I think it's insane to pretend like he's going to play. I, I, I do yeah. think there's a good chance he plays next week. Uh, I, I, Aren't it, they on? Oh, they just had They just buy, had their bye. Yeah. It stinks because, sadly, even though this is in Philly, this is their most one of their easier games in the next few weeks because they have New England again and they have Dallas coming up. Uh, they yes. Didn't you think the Jets were going nine and seven or eight and eight something like that? Well, they could have treaded water at like you know two and five in the first seven, and then and then they get, you get the Dolphins twice and the Giants and the Redskins and the now the Steelers without Roethlisberger. Their schedule gets incredibly easy, but uh, the problem is that they're the easy team for everyone else's schedule because they suck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I like the Eagles, yeah. and without Darnold, I love the Eagles minus thirteen and a half. Although I imagine if Darnold's you know, uh, announced is out. That'll yeah, go I over mean, two touchdowns. Anybody can score on the Eagles, including Luke. No, Falk, Luke Falk cannot score on anybody. He has not. He has not done it yet. He has not led them on a scoring drive yet in six and a half quarters. Yeah. So I don't think he can. Yeah. Hey, they they, they got two touchdowns against the Patriots. Yeah, a defense. Uh, one where yeah. Yeah, the defense and special teams. Well, he he was the quarterback and he led yeah, them to the two touchdowns. He led them fourteen right. points. Yeah. Good good call. <laughs> Uh, he psyched out the uh, Tom Brady's backup quarterback. All right, uh, Chargers. We already said is going to kill Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh, Green Bay at Dallas. This is a great game. Yeah, great game. I have to say, I like Green Bay. I think this is similar to last week, except uh, you know the Packers' pass rush is a little better. Maybe their secondary is not as good as New Orleans, but their pass rush, the Packers' defense rules. It's great. And then, uh, you know, it's Aaron Rodgers instead of Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I like the Packers in this game. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm, I'm definitely going to take those points. I don't know why Dallas This is the Sunday at 4 game. This is probably why there's only two games at 4, because Packers-Cowboys is one of the biggest games you could possibly have from a TV Standpoint. I mean, it's it. It's yeah, but but they did this last week also with Vikings Bears. Like there was only two other games. Like, well, no, this is only two. Even so I they want the whole. I know, though. I know, but they want the whole country watch. Fox or CBS wants the whole country watching just this game, yeah. not on the red All zone right. or anything. Um, so you're gonna pick the Packers to go into Dallas and yes. win. I think it's gonna be a very close game. As I said, I'm, I'm taking those points, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm gonna go for the home team, okay. which is what I always do. So yeah. All right, uh, India at KC. Uh, KC's gonna win. Yeah. Uh, Indy. KC's gonna if rock. Ty Hilton. To, yeah, well, I, I think thought Ty might play, right? I haven't really looked into it yet. I hope so because you know, I I I really like Indy. I really like Brissett's looks really good. I thought that they were you know a, a 
probably the favorite to win that division because Houston, I just feel like, is at some point there's going to be an injury to Watson or, or something else. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they, their offense did not look very good. And to, to losing at home to Oakland, that that's not look good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Monday night game, Cleveland and San Francisco. I think it's an interesting game. Uh, similar, similar teams. Yeah, interesting game. Um, you know, these teams, but I said uh, I'm pounding the Browns. Be- My two best bets of the week are the Ravens against the Steelers and the Browns against the Niners. So two weeks uh, for uh, San Francisco to game plan for the Cleveland Browns. Yes. Doesn't scare Freddie me. Kitchens. Yeah, uh, I think there's a slight coaching advantage for the four. Yes, I would agree game. with that, but I still think that the talent advantage is heavily skewed. Towards I mean, Cleveland. Cleveland went into Baltimore, and that was a very big win, yeah. an impressive win, and you know, and it was it was not a particularly close game. Is San Francisco going to be our, one of our last three undefeated teams? Is San Francisco? No, they're losing. They are one of our last three undefeated teams. They're just going to lose now. Yeah. You know what? I don't even know. I, it's not like Andy Reid. I don't know if there's stats to show. Uh, you know what? What? What the record is uh, off a of bye for San Francisco? But mm-hmm. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to pick San Francisco. Okay. So four games we disagree. I pick all the home teams as usual. You pick all the road teams. All right. All right. So when we next speak, uh, the Vikings. Uh, uh, excuse me. The twin season will probably be over, right? Uh, yes. Well, yeah. Next week is a full regular week, but then just a warning in two weeks and in three weeks, we probably also have a later Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah, let's so. game. Well, so let's game plan. When are we recording the podcast next week? Are we recording it Monday? Because Tuesday we can't. It's Yom Kippur and Wednesday we can't. Fri- yeah, next week we'll so, record Monday. So we either got to record Monday before that Browns 49ers yeah, it's fine. game. Who cares? The Browns 49ers game is nice, but that's not important <laughs> enough to, w- to hold the podcast for two days. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, if something crazy happens in the Twins games, maybe we'll do a mini-sode. Uh, or you could even record a rant if you want and post it. Uh, now, how do you feel about um, during the Aser Yeme Teshuva, no less, uh, leaving a TV on on the third floor of my house so I can sneak up and see what's going on Friday I think I, I think there's no reason to. I think if they win, there are more important games ahead, and if they lose, you don't want to watch it anyway. But I'm going to miss all the more important games one and two. Well, I'll, I'll see the most. I'll see the second half game too. So that's fine. Uh, Will your wife get mad at you if you do that? Will she think you're like a faker? Uh, I don't. First of all, she wouldn't even know because I can tell what happens in my house every Friday night. Um, uh, unless we go out for dinner, uh, what happens is uh, everyone's asleep by eight o'clock except for me. You guys don't sit down to a formal meal. No, we do, and uh, and then like twenty minutes later, like we we put the kids down to bed first because yeah. our kids are little. Oh, so I, right? have, I have much older kids. We go to yeah, sleep before. Are, our kids yeah, no, sometimes. Yeah, no, my you know my kids go to sleep before like the the, the older ones maybe. Stay well, I pass finish, out on the couch. No, they, I pass out on the couch Friday nights usually. Yeah, no, I, I from nine p.m. to one in the morning uh, every Friday night. I'm by myself reading usually. Um, I mean, sometimes I'll go over to like a friend's house once in a while, but usually I'm just sitting there on the couch reading by myself. Can I tell you something frustrating? So I don't know if yeah. you got any good reading done on 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 the Jewish New Year. A little bit, not much. Um, so I I read, some, I read some back episodes, uh, back issues of Atlantic. Okay. Um, I, oh, I read I read Barry Weiss's book about anti-Semitism. Nothing new there. I, I heard it was more of a pamphlet. Like, it wasn't a big Yeah, book. it was very small. I, I hate when people yeah, sell it, these books. It wasn't and just like, that it was few pages. is that the pages were very small. Oh, really? <laughs> it was a pamphlet. Yeah, um, yeah I hate when people... And it, there was nothing... For, for someone like you or me who's very in that world already, there was... Nothing, there, nothing there was, new to there glean. Was, there was two new facts I learned. One, which I did not realize, was... Um, this this origin of this uh, anti-Semitic conspiracy in Egypt uh, against the Jews of Alexandria okay. uh, in like the 400s or whatever, which I didn't know about. And I also didn't know, and I'm surprised I didn't know about this, that after um, Michael Cohn, uh, Trump's lawyer, uh, testified, uh, Trump said Jews always flip, which I feel like I should have heard about yeah. that. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was it didn't make the top 10 list of insane things he said that day. But I feel like like in the yeah. deep recesses of my brain, that sounds familiar. That that he did yeah, say that. How, how did I not know about that? Um, do we always flip? Are we flippers? I don't think we're flip. We we're I, flippers never win. I don't think we're. Uh, <laughs> I'm beginning to think that guy Trump is not a good guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I say? 
Oh, so I, I was reading this book. I don't know if anybody will find this really, but I read a bunch of books. I brought, bought a bunch of books on on uh, Amazon. Uh, uh, well, you news. show up at shul at five in the morning. You got to read. No, stay no. Awake, yeah. I actually, I, I was like really sick. I would not have gone either day if it wasn't Rosh Hashanah. That's how terrible I felt. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so I, but no, I don't bring books. I, I brought a book about Hasidism. You could have been the pathetic uh, bedbound guy who the chauffeur blower has to come to your house. To I was thinking that. I told my friend like, hey, I was gonna have uh, my wife send the chauffeur blower to your, my house. He's like, oh, I don't blow the chauffeur. I was like, oh, I thought you blew the chauffeur. <laughs> so it would have been awkward. Um, anyway. We, we have a chauffeur, but I don't know how to blow I, it. Um, yes, I, re- I read a bunch of books. I read multiple books, actually, over, over the yeah, break. let's hear. What do you read? Well, but I want to say, so I, maybe my... Well, I need a new book for Yom Kippur. But give me a book that I can read in Synagogue. Hold on. It's be uh, hold on. So we should do like a book reading corner. Um, yeah. So I, there's this guy, Thomas French. He doesn't really write anymore, but he has a Pulitzer Prize. Yeah. You know him? He, he wrote like a yeah. lot of the old school long reads. Maybe you've never seen them, but if you're a long reads person, look him up. He has like a 50-page printed out long reads about a MERS story. He's a, he's a Tampa Bay n- uh, newspaper writer for many years. Anyway, I like his story so much that I bought one of his books, even though I, I'm Which certain one? I'm the only person who's read this book in the last 20 years. It's about five kids. It's about a high school in he, – he, he has full access for a full year – to a high school in Florida in 1990. And it's just talking about, like, he's got, you know, the captain of the football team, and he's, you know, he, he spends more time with certain characters. And I like the book. I read through Are it. Are you going to tell us the name of this book or not? Uh, yeah, it's called South of Heaven by, by, Thomas, by okay. Thomas French. What's weird, I'm not even sure I recommend it. It's a good book, but I don't think it's, it's uh, it'll take your breath away. What's weird is I bought it off, off Amazon, and it was from my local library. It was like a, one of these, like, uh, you yeah. know, how weird is that? Yeah. Of all the libraries in the country, it was from my library right next to my house. Merrick or whatever. Uh, uh, yes, Merrick, you idiot. No, the Five Towns. You live near Public Library. Oh, okay. uh, it's a very nice library. I don't know what's going on. Merrick. Going on Merrick. Oh, my God. That's where my mom, is, that that's where my mom and Rob are from. Um, oh, okay. That area. Um, so... Uh, anyway, so I read the book, and it was like, oh, these people are so interesting. Let me see, as I always do with any sort of nonfiction yeah. I do. What are they up, what to, are they up to now? Years later. Now, here was the problem. Yeah. Thomas French is not on Twitter. And all five people, first of all, most of them are women who have changed their name. And, like, the guy's name is John Boyd. The, the other guy's name is Mike Broom. The, one of the women's yeah. name is Andrea Taylor, and it's probably not Taylor anymore. Oh, that's not Jamie helpful. Sheehy, so generic. I found, and I, I would. But there must have been an article where they. No, they're not because it's not that. a famous book. This is, this oh. is how I got into it. So if someone wants to do some research, this. How week, did you find the book then? Just because I Google Thomas French and and I bought the book and yeah. I was literally going to tweet him. So I found one of them, uh, who's like very the the star of the book is very infrequently on Twitter as like a, a diabetes act, uh, activist. So I think I'll tweet at her, but she's probably not going to respond. I don't think she's tweeted in like a year. But I, now I'm like dying to know, like, are these people still alive? I mean, the book is 30 years ago. Some of them were, like, not in great shape. One of them gets married at 16 and has a kid, drops out of school. Like, I, I thought it was interesting, but also it's very dated. It's, you know, a time before there's any technology. Um, yeah. I also read, uh, I'm not done, uh, a book about, it's called The Short and Tragic Life of Robert Pease. So far, I would definitely recommend oh, it. I read that book. Isn't it good? I read that book. Is it good? Um, it's, um... It's depressing. Yeah, but you know, it was I, it was a, it's a very quick read. It's like a three-hour read. Yeah, I mean, it's I. The truth is, I finished. I, I went halfway through the holiday, but uh, it's a lot of. It's a basically. I mean, you don't. There's no spoilers because you know on the cover that the guy dies. But it's about a kid who goes from a super genius kid, uh, a, sen- a single mom because his dad, who was very involved, uh, goes to jail for for uh, double homicide or manslaughter, uh, and he is so smart. He he. Uh, he gets out of Newark and goes to Yale. 
Yeah, he escapes the ghetto of Newark, goes to and then Yale, comes back and to his roommate in college. Yeah. well, here, here's what's weird. How did he? And sorry you know, to spoil. He, he got like, out of Newark, but then he couldn't get out of Newark all the way. Here, basically. here's. I mean, so fast forward if you don't want to hear this, but you probably won't read the book, and it's not a full spoiler. But like, so the first hundred twenty pages of the book, it's like I, I not because I'm like a writer, which I'm not, but. I, I always, when I'm reading on fiction, like, who's he talking to? Who's he interviewing that he get, they got this quote? How does he know? Th- like, I know he wasn't there during the guy's childhood. Is he, t- is he t- getting it from the mom? Because the, the protagonist is dead, right? Anytime the protagonist yeah. isn't there, I'm always curious. So I'm like, yeah. wow, this is incredibly rich. But does, he talks about that in the credits. He talks to the principal. And the I know, but, he, the- but, it's inc- but I'm still always wondering, like, how does he know this? Because I'm very skeptical. And then, yeah. and then, like, there's a gasp moment because I didn't read the back. 120 pages in. Like he reveals himself to be the roommate, and then he becomes the the author who is not afford, not mentioned in the first hundred twenty pages of the book, not writing in the first person, becomes like the central character of the book, uh, and I bet people had a problem with it. Oh, so you didn't know that that, that the author? Uh, can had been I, his so I, can I tell college. you what's funny? There's like tape on the back of yeah. the book because it's used, and it says the author was his roommate. But that sentence now was blocked. Was taped it was over. Taped over. So I didn't know. So I <laughs> like funny. gasped when I read okay. that. Because I thought he was just oh, like okay. like a random person until he becomes oh, okay. the guy's college roommate. But he inserts yeah. himself too much, and he's trying to be like uh, super apologetic and like, hey, like I was the only white guy, but I got I was the, the black guys thought I was cool. It was a very like he talks about race in like a, a bizarre way. Um, anyway, uh, yes, yeah, so that. But I think I'd recommend that book. I don't know what else I read. I read a lot of book, different books, but we could do a book corner. Do you have any books to recommend? No, I I, I mostly read Atlantic articles, which uh, there was some very good. Oh, books. Uh, how about this? True American. I also read by a non-gooderatus. I believe he's on uh, Twitter a lot. He's like a leftist, uh, like thinker talker. Uh, it's What's that? it's about uh, two weeks after 9/11. Some white supremacist in Texas goes into a gas station. He is already. Uh, he hasn't been caught, but he's already killed, I think, two different uh, clerks uh, who he thinks are Arabs, even though they're both... But they're, they're actually Sikhs. Yeah, they're Muslim. Right? They're not Arabs. Yeah. Uh, and he shoots the the guy who ends up being the half-protagonist of the book along with the white supremacist. And it just goes back and forth, chapter versus chapter, of like the recovery and then what he does next, which I won't spoil, versus the white supremacist who's on death row. Um, so that's the true... Yeah, so the true American, uh, a lot, all nonfiction. I really almost only read nonfiction. Yeah, for the most part, I'm the same way. So those are the those are the last three books I read in the last week or two. All right. Okay. Well, uh, Shana to uh, to you and yours, and we will talk next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> משתחווים ונופלים על פניהם ברוך שם כבוד מלכותו לעולם ועד פסל המקום שפסל פניו לקודש אחוריו להיכל ולא רבב היו שווים פיו ומעשיו בא ממקום שהוא בא והלך למקום שהלך פשט בגדי לבן, לבש בגדי זר וכך היה אומר הנשם כפר לחטאים לעוונות ולפשעים 
שחטאתי לפניך אני וביתי ואם אדם יכול לזכור את החסדים, את הטובות, את כל הרחמים, את כל הישועות בטח ככה ימונה אחת, אחת ואחת, אחת ושתיים אחת מאלף, אלפי אלפים, ורוב ריבי רבבות, ניסים נפלאות שעשית עימנו, ימים ולילות, והכהנים והעם העומדים באזהרה, כשהיו שומעים את שם השם, המפורש יוצא מפי, כהן גדול היו קוראים, משתחווים ברוך שם כבוד מלכותו לעולם ועד. ממקום שיצא, ורעד במקום שעמד. פשט בגדי זהב, לבש בגדי עצמו, וכל העם והכהנים היו מלווים אותו לביתו, ויום טוב לאוהביו, כי נסלח לכל עדת ישראל. אשרי It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.